0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Welcome in to Vern's postgame show. Massey not stopping in second
2: and slides into third with a two-run
1: triple. Here's Josh Vernier.
3: All right, good evening, 9-3, the final score. Royals open up the second half of the season with their 59th loss here in game number 82. They dropped the opener of this weekend set with the Dodgers, and we have a lot to discuss. Despite the fact that the team sits 36 games below five hundred, it was a very busy day at Kauffman Stadium. But before we get too deep into it, let me give you the phone number, 913 586 Seven 6, 10. Again, that's 913-586-7610. 6, 6, t- uh, uh, before we get to the ancillary stories, the aspects of this season and this team that don't pertain to this 9-3 loss, l- let me start with the game real quick, and I understand this is probably going to upset some of you, um, whatever. I'm oddly pleased... <laughs> Uh, despite a six-run loss. Maybe that's more reflective of my expectations coming into the game. Um, Hard to be disappointed in Alec Marsh. I'm sorry. I, I understand final line, five runs, six hits, four walks, four innings. Certainly not a splendid debut, but nothing to hang your head about. Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, Max Muncie, J.D. Martinez, that's quite the one through five to break you into the big leagues. But yeah, I, I, I was uh, you know, impressed would be the wrong word, but I was pleased with what I saw from Alec Marsh. When do we see him again? Well, I guess that probably depends on when Jordan Lyles feels better. But Alec Marsh, yeah, pleased even with the leadoff home run to Mookie Betts, it, it might sound like I'm like I'm being sarcastic. But when he falls behind Mookie Betts, the first big league hitter he's ever faced, he faces Mookie Betts, a former MVP and a guy that I'd say is at least on a Hall of Fame track right now. He falls behind Mookie Betts 3-1. I'm sitting here saying, just don't walk him. Challenge him. Throw something in the zone. You got to go at him because if you start walking guys in your first big league inning, this is going to get ugly real quick. And he didn't walk Mookie Betts. Sure, he gave up a home run. But solo home runs normally won't beat you. What's beaten Alec Marsh throughout his minor league career and what will beat him in the big leagues are walks. He goes at Mookie Betts, gives up a home run. Goes at Mookie Betts again in the third inning and gives up another home run. But solo shots are not going to beat you. You started to see the 25-year-old right-hander. You started to see Marsh run out of gas in the fourth inning, in a 37-pitch fourth inning, he walks a pair of batters, gives up a pair of runs, but comes back out in the fifth inning trying to pick up his team and pick up the bullpen, which, of course, was without Aroldis Chapman. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten. 586 I'm happy to talk Aroldis Chapman in the move that was made earlier today. But I got to start with Alec Marsh, right? And that that really leads me to the question following this 9-3 loss. In your mind, Royals fans, Dodger fans, baseball fans, whoever you are, what was the story of the day? Was it the game, the pitcher, or the trade? I was debating this with other members of the media up here in the press box. They're asking me, Vern, what's going to be your focus tonight on the show, and I, I think it should be Alec Marsh. That's what I told. I was talking with Annie Rogers about this. I go, to me, the story of the day is Alec Marsh, a former top 100 pick of the Royals, makes his big league debut. This organization is starved for pitching, especially homegrown, developed pitching. Well, you got one on the Hill tonight. I know you traded a role Chapman and you bring in another 25-year-old. Lefty, 6'4, a buck 90, hard throwing lefty, and Cole Reagans. also bringing in a 17 year old lottery ticket outfielder named Rony Cabrera. But Alec Marsh, right? Alec Marsh is the story. At least in my opinion, the pitcher is the story of this Friday in Kansas City as it pertains to baseball. I mean, Aroldis Chapman, we knew he was going to be moved. That's not groundbreaking. That's not earth-shattering. We we knew that was going to happen in the next four weeks. It happened today. I'm happy with the return. I think J.J. Piccolo had two choices when it came to trading Aroldis Chapman. You either go for as many lottery tickets as you can or... You get a piece close to the big leagues or a guy in Cole Reagans who opened up the season in the bullpen for the Texas Rangers just because they had so many starters. Earned earned a spot in that rotation but was just pushed out because Chris Young and that Rangers front office went ham on the offseason. So you had two choices. Do I... Uh, attempt to duplicate what we did last year with Andrew Benintendi and you bring in a bunch of 21, 22, 23-year-old pitchers and hope that one of them works out? Or do you put all your eggs in one basket and hope that this Cole Reagans kid can help you not just next year as a starting pitcher, but maybe in the second half of this season? All right, this kid's going to debut with the Royals As soon as he gets stretched out in Omaha, wouldn't be surprised to see him before the end of July. And then the game is probably a distant third, sadly. I hate to say it, but you're 36 games below 500. If I'm listing what were the three biggest stories of this Friday, uh, number one's the pitcher, Alec Marsh, number two's the trade of Aroldis Chapman, and number three, is the 9 3 loss. Phone lines are open 913 586 7610. Again, that's 913 586 7610. But yeah, yeah, I- oddly pleased despite this really never feeling like a game. Royals were only down two runs after four, only down three after five. They pull back within two as. Freddie Fermin drives in Michael Garcia in the sixth inning. It's a 5-3 Dodgers lead. This was a game. And yet it really never felt like it because, well, in my opinion, it never felt like it because I've watched the previous 81 games. I also knew that Aroldis Chapman was not out in that bullpen. Now, this is something that you and I were going to have to get ready for, these final 80 games especially when you acknowledge the fact that Scott Barlow might be on his way out in the next four weeks. that uh, th- Those calls to the bullpen are going to get very nerve-wracking well, if you still allow yourself to have your nerves racked by this ball club. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Oddly pleased despite a nine-three loss. I thought the offense executed when the situation called for it. Bobby Witt Jr. in the third, with a man on third base and one out. Bobby, you got to put the ball in play. We've seen way too many Royals punch out in those situations. Again, bottom three. You're down two nothing. Drew Waters is on third base and there's one out. Bobby, you got to make contact. You got to get that guy in from third. Bobby does just that, hitting the ball to the opposite side and driving in Drew Waters, cutting the deficit in half. Nick Prado drives in Michael Garcia with a double in the fourth. Now, sure, it wasn't a perfect night from the offense. It's never going to be a perfect night when you have this many uh, young, unproven position players in your lineup. MJ Melendez had a rough go. Kyle Isbell had another. Rough go. No, no doubt about it. But Bobby, Michael Garcia, those two combined to go five for nine. Nick Prado reaches base twice, including the aforementioned one out RBI double in the fourth inning. Add it all up though, and it's of course loss number fifty-nine, the Royals record now twenty-three and fifty-nine. So, in your opinion, what was the story of the day? I'm really interested to see what Alec Marsh means to this fan base if he resonates with this fan base because that was the point i was making to annie rogers and the rest of the beat writers up here in the press box for as important as i think alec marsh can be i don't know if that name sends any sort of a jolt through the fan base I guess if you're listening to this show, you're you're probably a touch bit more in tune with the minor leagues than the average Royals fan. My assumption was Aroldis Chapman was going to dominate the postgame show. I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping it's Alec Marsh and the next wave of Royals pitching. Cole Reagans, who you acquired today from the Texas Rangers, Anthony Veneziano down at AAA. A, but John McMillian down at Double A. You got a few other 25, 26-year-olds likely to make their debut before 2023 is complete. So we'll hear from you. Phone lines are open. Nine one three five eight six. 7610 that's the text line number as well the jays southland tow service text line 913-586-7610 we'll hear from you and head inside that clubhouse and hear from sadly tonight's losing pitcher making his big league debut hopefully not hanging his head we'll hear from alec marsh as well
1: after this Vern's Post Game Show on your home for Royals Baseball, 610 Sports Radio, and the Odyssey app. Welcome back to Vern's Post Game Show. Here's Royals insider, Josh Vernier. 9-3, the final
3: score. Royals drop the opener to the Dodgers. We'll see Daniel Lynch on the hill tomorrow afternoon, excuse me, tomorrow evening. It is a night game, a 615 first pitch. I'll be on the air with the On Deck Show beginning at 5 o'clock, excited to see what Daniel Lynch can do as he's been since returning by by far best pitcher on this team. Can't wait to see the um, the composure, the ability to block out what you do not control. It's, it's, it's a great lesson for all of us in life, uh, but it is an absolute, well, it's a necessary step that I think all adults need to take in life, but certainly baseball players. Uh, if you're going to have success in this game, you you need to understand you can only control the controllable. You go back and you look at the previous two starts from Daniel Lynch, chaos around him, errors, stolen bases. Uh, now some of it his own doing, right? Wild pitches and yet he's able to block it all out, focus on the task at hand and just execute the next pitch. Uh, that that's what's really stood out to me. Again, it, it all boils down in this evaluation season that sees the boys 36 games below 500, it all boils down to execution. Bobby executed tonight. Michael Garcia, uh, Lord knows he got the job done both offensively and defensively. Okay, he he makes an error at third base. Kid's been pretty strong. I'm willing to give him a pass on that one tonight. Uh, And you know what? Alec Marsh, early on, going through an MVP in Mookie Betts, an MVP in in Freddie Freeman, I, I thought he did a pretty good job of attacking the strike zone, that was, until he just started to run out of gas in that fourth inning. So how about you, Kansas City? What was the story of the day? The game, the starting pitcher, Or the trade of a Chapman to the Texas Rangers. Let's start off out in Mission.
0: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
3: You're hitting leadoff tonight. Go ahead, buddy.
2: Hey, first-time caller. Thanks, man. Thank you. Um, Question. When we signed Aroldis Chapman, it kind of seemed like everyone said he was a rental and we were going to trade him, right? Right. Well, my question is, he was probably our top trade prospect this year. and uh, I'd say he's the most obvious. I'd say he's the most obvious
3: trade, but I think Scott Barlow should be able to bring you more in in return.
2: Hopefully, hopefully. But yesterday when John Sherman gave a speech, he said he didn't really feel like spending any type of big money until he found that nucleus. And it kind of seemed like if we really believed that we were signing Chapman to help the nucleus – you know, we just traded him essentially for a 17-year-old who won't see the no, major they, they, got a, for a while. they got a
3: tw- No, they got a 25-year-old starting pitcher as well.
2: But he's mostly a, a reliever right now. I mean, he could be a fifth-day starter. But... No,
3: no, no, he, he's, he's a starting pitcher. He was just put into okay. the bullpen because the Rangers had so many starters.
2: But he's so building back up in he... Omaha.
3: He'll be in the rotation, I would say, by the end of July.
2: You feel like you're pretty confident that this helps the nucleus then? He'll be part of that nucleus?
3: I hope he's a part of that nucleus. Uh, but but he, uh, Aroldis Chapman was never brought in to be a part of a, a winner in Kansas City. He was never brought in to be a part of the nucleus. He was brought in here to be a mercenary, to be traded at the deadline, to hopefully put some more pieces around the Daniel Lynch's and the Angel Zerpas and all the hitters that you, of course, know.
2: Okay. Thank you very much, Sean. I'll take the call. Yeah,
3: appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, personally, I'm, I'm – well, first of all, I think it's silly whenever you have an uber-strong take about a trade. Unless it's big leaguer for big leaguer, a guy with a real track record in the show. Cole Reagan's made nine starts last year for the Texas Rangers – appeared in, I want to say, 17 games out of the bullpen this season with the Rangers. Yeah, I'm fine with it. My only desire this deadline is to acquire pitching. Young, 25 and under pitching. And last year, that's all I really cared about was acquiring pitching. Royals get three pitchers for Andrew Benatendi. Chandler Champlain, the 23-year-old right-hander seems to be the hit out of that draft or out of that trade. You trade Carlos Santana to the Mariners, William Fleming's pitched okay. Michael A. Taylor, you trade him to the Twins, you get the big 6-foot 7, 24-year-old reliever Stephen Cruz. And today you trade three months of a Chapman for a 25-year-old that can hit upper 90s, is coming from the left side, a big 6'4 kid. Now, uh, this season you have seen the command take a step backward from Cole Reagans, but it also aligns with a step forward or an increase in velocity. And we've seen that a lot, right? The the most famous example was Wade Davis. M- Luke Kochaver. Take him out of the rotation. You put him in the bullpen. They can let it eat. And you see an uptick in velocity. Now, as he begins to stretch out, does the command return and the velocity begin to dip? Possibly. And you know what? You know, if you're sitting 92 to 95 instead of 95, 97, yeah but you're controlling that 92 to 95, I'm cool with it. Now, the onus is on Cole Reagans to go out there and produce. And if he doesn't, it will reflect negatively on J.J. Piccolo in this front office. But to get a 25-year-old arm, a guy that can help you this year and can compete with a singer and a lynch, an Alec Marsh, possibly an Angel Zerpa when he returns. You can never have enough pitchers, as we're learning this season, as many of us have known for quite some time. Appreciate the phone call, Sean. Let's go to Cole in Leewood. You're on 610 Sports Radio as the Royals lose 9-3. Go ahead.
2: Hey, Vern. I'm on the way back from the game. You know, I I heard you guys talking about the, the young pitching, Cole Reagans, Alex um alec marsh you know and that got me thinking how you know austin cox has come up had a lot of success out of the pen right. and um you know him starting in the minors i'm you know curious why the royals haven't given him a shot in the starting rotation
3: he actually started on wednesday
2: okay is is he gonna continue starting
3: um, yeah, That that's an interesting question. Uh, we, we know we got Daniel Lynch and Brady Singer coming up this weekend. Um, a, a lot of it depends on Jordan Lyles and how he's feeling. He's been ill, like an intestinal thing, I believe. Um, you know, if, if Jordan Lyles needs to go on the IL to get built back up, yeah, I would think Austin Cox will get another look, even if it's not as a starter. You know, maybe he gets an opener thrown in front of him and then he eats up the next four or five innings. Uh, But yeah, yeah, there's nowhere else for Austin Cox to go. Maybe the bullpen, maybe he's a long guy, uh, but I think he's done enough in the big leagues to stay here for the time being. Appreciate the phone call, Cole. Opens up a phone line for you, 913-586-7610. Thanks to our sponsor, Rawhide Harley-Davidson. Appreciate them being with us. All season long for each and every one of these Royals home games. Rawhide Harley-Davidson, the number one volume Harley dealer in Kansas. I know that this was, uh, this is a Royals post game show and they just played the Dodgers, but. Well, Mookie Betts was on base six times <laughs> tonight. He went four for four with a pair of walks, drove in four runs, hit two home runs, a double and a single. If I was 16 or younger, Mookie Betts would be my favorite player. Love watching him. And he's also not the biggest dude, so he gives, you know, the diminutive uh, dudes like myself gives you a reason to hope. But I'm an adult now, so Shohei Otani's my favorite player. How could he not be? Did you... Uh, if, if you missed it, Shohei Otani just hit his 30th home run of the season, a whopping 493 feet, longest home run in the StatCast era by any angel, and yeah, Mike Trout's been an angel for the entire StatCast era, 493 feet, 30 home runs in just 84 games. That's the exact same pace that Aaron Judge had last year when he set a new American League record with 62 bombs. This is unbelievable. This, this dude is. Otani's the fourth player in American League history with 15 home runs in June. Roger Maris in 1961. We all know what he did. Uh, 61 home runs. Babe Ruth in 1930. I think we all know what he did. And then Bob Johnson, your boy, back with the A's in 1934. It is, and you know, I, I said it earlier today, I was on with Dusty Likens on the drive as he was filling in for CDOT. You know, Patrick Mahomes might be the most dominant athlete. Right, he, There's just no debate who's the best quarterback. It's Patrick Mahomes. Now there could be a debate of who's the best hitter. You can make a case for Ronald Acuna. You can make a debate of who's the best pitcher. But Shohei Otani is without question the greatest weapon in the history of Major League Baseball and um, the greatest athlete probably walking the face of the earth in, in, in respect to their sports. You know, there, there, there's never been anyone like Shohei Otani. I can compare some people to Patrick Mahomes, some, a few, one or two. I can't compare anybody to Shohei, and don't you dare bring up Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth can't hold a, doesn't hold a candle to the great Otani. Unbelievable. I'm sorry. All right, let's get back to it. Dodgers beat, ah, they didn't beat down the Royals. They beat the Royals 9-3, to and if you missed it, I'm actually somewhat pleased with how the Royals played tonight. Let's go to John in Leawood. John, you're on 610 Sports Radio. Go ahead.
2: I uh, love, love the Royals leaving the stadium with my son and two grandsons. We'll keep watching them till they're winning again. Love your show. And I really appreciate your focus on pitching because I do think that's the key. But I want to switch subjects. When does the Melendez experiment mm. in? Experiment I mean, how long do we wait to see if this guy could, can uh, help us out here?
3: Well, it's going to be another 80 games at least. Man. And he's going to continue to hit in the top four or five. Tomorrow – well, maybe not tomorrow because you're probably going to face Jose Urias, a tough lefty. Uh, but, yeah, coming up on Sunday, MJ's going to be hitting top five. They're going to let him grind through this.
2: But he, but he's he's struggling. Why keep him in the top of the order? What What's that about?
3: Get him as many at-bats as possible in this evaluation season.
2: Well, fair enough. Yeah, uh, yeah listen, wh-
3: it, you know, it, it's certainly nothing that um, – It's not easy to watch right Uh, You know that 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 last those last two at bats were were tough for MJ and you know you you throw on top of that. He's learning a new position here at the big league level. He starts the game in uh, left field and then moves to right field Uh, doesn't look comfortable in either one. He's an athlete. I I think he can become a slightly below average or right around average corner outfielder uh, but but i don't think he'll ever be great out there the, the reason why you're okay with him in a corner outfield spot is because you were i know i was expecting 20 some odd bombs from him okay we'll take a step backwards defensively but the offense that he's going to provide will offset that that hasn't been the case he's got six home runs and we're more than halfway through the season yeah no doubt about it uh, disappointing year disappointing stretch for MJ Melendez, uh, Kyle Isbell as well. You know, we, we talk about this evaluation season, and you, well, I, I, I choose to give him the full season. But what I thought of Kyle Isbell coming into the season certainly hasn't changed 82 games in. A terrific defender. Terrific defender. Would be a very good fourth outfielder. Just that 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 bat just has not shown up this season. Now, you know, again, 80 more games. You give him some time. He's just back off the IL. But, hey, th- this is what the Royals signed up for. This is what the organization signed up for. They told us it's an evaluation season. Okay, well, you know, like, like I've said before, 82 games now into this campaign, this evaluation season, the only things that I'm willing to say declaratively is that Mike Garcia is a big leaguer and Bobby Witt Jr. is a good big leaguer. That's it. Well, Vinny is going to be able to hit in his sleep, but Vinny's done for the season, so I don't really include him into it. But of the guys that are playing, the only thing that I feel comfortable, you know, pounding on the desk about is that Mike Cal Garcia ain't going nowhere. He is in the big leagues to stay. And if he can remain healthy and continue to put on weight and muscle, uh, he's got a 10-year career awaiting him. And then Bobby Witt Jr. is going to be an above-average big leaguer for the next decade plus. Not, not, not just a okay league average. No, he's going to be a winning, well-above-average big leaguer for at least the next 10 years. Bobby tonight, one of two Royals with multiple hits. Bobby goes two for five with an RBI in the third, an infield single in the ninth, and a line drive single to center in the seventh. Other than that, though, I I don't know what... You guys let me know. Is there anything else that you've gleaned over the first 82 games of the season? anything that you're willing to say declaratively about this team in this evaluation season and that's because that's just me now we get to the end of the year who knows who knows what mj does in the second half or uh you know what nick prado does or drew waters or michael massey who played in the first game of his rehab assignment tonight with the omaha storm chasers massey went one for four So there, there's still time. You know, Brady, Daniel Lynch, if Daniel Lynch can finish the season strong. no, there, There's still time to leave this evaluation season with a smile on your face, at least when you look at individuals. You know, that, that, that smile ain't returning when you're talking about the team, of course. 23-59 and 59 following this 9-3 loss. Phone lines are open, 913 586 7610. Again, text line is there as well. The J Southland Tow Service text line, 913 586 7610. We'll hear from Alec Marsh and get back to your thoughts after this.
1: Vern's Post Game Show on your home for Royals baseball, 610 Sports Radio, and the Odyssey app. Welcome back to Vern's Post Game Show. Here's Royals insider, Josh Vernier.
3: 9-3, the final score. Royals drop the opener to the Dodgers. Two moments from this game that stood out to me that uh, earned uh, a few uh, jots from my pen on the notebook as we look at the game notes presented by Jay Southland Toe Service. Uh, Third inning, Alec Marsh, 25-year-old, former top 100 pick of the Royals in 2019. He makes his big league debut tonight facing MVP and Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman and All-Stars and Will Smith and Max Muncy and J.D. Martinez and Jason Hayward. Man, I hope Alec Marsh noticed. I know he noticed what Max Muncie did in the third inning. Now, keep in mind, Marsh struck Muncy out with a changeup. One, two, three. Uh, Strike, 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 go sit down to finish off the first inning. Leadoff home run to Mookie Betts, and then he gets Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, and Max Muncy on 12 pitches, striking out Muncy with a changeup. Muncy comes back to the dish in the third with the man on second and two outs. And Marsh blows 95 past him. After that second punch out, Muncy takes off his helmet, slams it to the ground, slams his bat to the ground right as Alec Marsh is walking by. Man, if if there's any snapshots that that young man needs to tuck away in his memory bank, that right there, that is an all-star. That's a world champion that you have so very flummoxed that he's just spiking his utensil, his helmets, everything. Your stuff plays. You got a future. Keep that confidence. There's plenty of negative from this performance. But what is that little voice in your head reinforcing? The negative or the positive? I hope it's the positive. To to, to bring it back to tomorrow night starter and Daniel Lynch, that's what it looks like right now. That's what Daniel Lynch is showing me this season is that little voice in his head is a lot more encouraging than it used to be. A lot less dread on the face of Daniel Lynch when things don't go his way. I can't wait to see what he's going to do tomorrow. The other moment that jumped out to me was Nicky Lopez. His last two hits are solely a byproduct of busting your tail down that first baseline. Sure, the defense wasn't properly executed yesterday in Cleveland or today against the Dodgers. But Nicky doesn't, and I'm not saying we need to celebrate him for this or, or throw bouquets his way, but he's not rolling over the ball, hitting it up the first baseline and giving you some BS effort. He's busting it. He's He's forcing the defense to make a play. If you missed it, Bottom of the seventh inning with one out, Nikki Lopez rolls over an 0-1 offering from a left-hander in Caleb Ferguson. Uh, rolls over and it's just dribbling up that first baseline. It's fielded uh, by the pitcher, by Caleb Ferguson. And as Nikki's busting it down that first baseline, Ferguson collects the ground ball and is assuming that Nikki's going to run into his glove. You know They're both on a collision course, two feet in front of the first base bag, and right before Nicky's about to make contact with the glove of Caleb Ferguson, he does a, a stutter step. He He stops, lets the pitcher almost blow by him, and then he dives to the bag, and it was very... Running back-esque, wide receiver, catches the ball over the middle of the field, sidesteps the safety, trying to smash him, and then takes it to the house. I don't know if I've seen that before, but that's a, that's a veteran. That's a, that's a ball player with a tremendous feel. Nice job, Nicky Lopez. He goes one for four. As a matter of fact, six of the nine starters collected a hit. Waters, Lopez, Fermin, Prado with a double. Michael Garcia had three knocks, and Bobby had another multi-hit day. 913-586-7610 is our phone number. Royals lose 9-3. Alec Marsh suffers the loss, but I hope I don't hear a guy hanging his head after four innings facing... You know, one of the most star-studded lineups in Major League Baseball. Let's hear what the 25-year-old out of Arizona State, Alec Marsh, had to say after this one to Bally Sports, Kansas City.
4: I'm extremely grateful, for one. But, I mean, just the support I've had over the past 24 hours has been fantastic. Um, the adrenaline definitely hit me out there. Um, but I try to you know control it as much as I can. Um and I just wanted to give us a chance to win. Um, facing that kind of lineup, definitely better than anything I faced before. So I think after the night, it's just I'm excited to get back to work and and keep going, so. When did you find out, how did you
0: find
3: out that you'd be making tonight's
4: start? What's go, what goes through your head? Um, I was throwing a bullpen yesterday in Omaha, and Paul Gibson told me to stop throwing. <laughs> and <laughs> they pulled me in the office, and they said, uh, you want to start Sunday in Omaha, or would you rather start tomorrow in Kansas City? And, uh, you know, emotional, everything was there, but it was, it was fantastic. How far
2: into your bullpen?
4: You. Uh, not many, not many pitches, <laughs> thankfully. But uh, but no, I was glad. I was glad I got to pack everything up and head straight here. So. What was your range of emotions when you faced Mookie the first at bat, and then after that as well? It was excitement, you know. I mean, those are guys that you dream of facing your whole life, and I, th- I, th- I think it was in the fifth inning it really hit me when I had to face Will Smith for the third time. I was like, man, these guys don't stop coming, you know. Um, but no, facing him, obviously, second time after the first homer, I was like, I wanted to get him, and he got me again. And the third time around, I was like, okay, this time. <laughs> he just kept going, you know, he had a hell of a game, so. Do you, I mean, what do you do to control the adrenaline, like you said, especially at the beginning? You know, I think pl- plans that I've put in place all year of, uh, you know, just mental strategy and, and taking a deep breath and enjoying where I'm at and being present has uh, helped me a lot. And I think I was more nervous in the hotel room. This morning, thinking about it. Once I got here and saw all the guys that you know I'm used to seeing and played with them in spring training, and you know guys I've played with in Northwest and Omaha and stuff, it, uh, it calmed me down a lot. And even a warm up pregame, you know, I didn't really feel anything crazy. Once I got out there and guys were getting on base, you know, sort of speed up a little bit, but I thought I did a good job controlling it. Um, and, you know, I'm excited to get back out there again. All right, there you
3: go. That's Alec Marsh, whose locker is snug between Brady Singer and Zach Granke. That's a nice way to enter the big leagues. Let's take a quick dive into the text line, see how this goes. The Jay Southland Toe Service text line, 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. Here is already my favorite text of the night from the 573 take cash for parking for tickets and concessions until then i will not be going all right well i hate to break it to you buddy but that ain't happening uh from the 913 vern is it fair to compare mj melendez to alex gordon right around the time gordo got sent down well uh, gordo went down and and learned a new position as well MJ's learning a new position in the big leagues. And MJ's learning a new position in the big leagues for the same reason why Edward Olivares continues to get time in the corner outfields, because they need the bat. They need offense. I understand MJ 0 for 5 tonight hasn't really provided the offense, certainly not the same way that Edward Olivares has. But MJ's also a draft pick. MJ's also three, four years younger. Uh, I think it's fair to compare. Well, you know what? I'm, uh, I guess I might have to uh, uh, let that one marinate. You know, I, I don't. Um, I'm just trying to think of the mentality part. You know what? I I, I kind of want to speak with MJ to kind of feel out where he's at mentally right now before I compare him with Gordo or, or Mike Mustakas, because when when Moose got the demotion, when Moose was sent to Omaha, he he needed to rediscover his 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 passion, his love of the game. Uh, he he was there there were just way too many negative thoughts in his head. I don't know if that was the case with, with Alex Gordon, and I don't know if that's the case with MJ Melendez. Uh, so sadly, I can't answer that question, but hopefully I'll have a better answer for you tomorrow, get a chance to talk with MJ. Back to the text line. 913-586-7610 from the 417. Vern, are you comfortable with Drew Waters in center field moving forward? Because I'd take him over Isbel, and I'd keep building. Uh, oh, listen. There, there's no doubt Kyle Isbell's the best defensive center fielder that this team has. Um, but until you get more offensive production from either the corner outfield spots or second base, I need a bat in center, so yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable with Drew Waters. Waters tonight one for four with a leadoff single and a stolen base in the third. 913-586-7610 from the 785 Vern, I got a piping hot baseball take bo jackson was a far superior athlete to shohei ohtani yeah okay got a, no disagreement i'm not saying shohei ohtani's the greatest athlete of all time i'm saying he is far and away better at his sports than anybody else is at theirs. Or maybe, maybe let, me, let me put it a different way. Um, there's nobody in sports as, and I, and I know there aren't levels to uniqueness, but there is no one that is unique in the way that Shohei Otani is unique. I don't know if that makes sense either. Uh, from the nine one three, Vern, there were more Dodger fans than Royals fans at the game. Yeah. I told you that was going to happen earlier today on the On Deck show, and that's going to happen at the end of the year when the Yankees come to town, and that normally happens when the Cardinals come to town. Now, the Car- Cardinals are garbage, so that might not happen this season. But but that that happened in the good years too. That happened in 2014 and 2015 as well. So you know, don't don't try to act like, oh my God, you know, oh, the Royals got to be so embarrassed. I know players don't care for it. They've never cared for it, but they understand it. This team certainly understands it. Honestly, I think it's a part of the growth of a young Royals nucleus. Is learning to overcome. What you can't control, just like I talked about with Daniel Lynch. This is a part of it as well. Show up to your home ballpark and they're chanting, let's go Dodgers. That takes a moment to get used to, maybe a game or two to get used to. From the 917, Marine writes in, Vern, I completely agree with you about Alec Marsh. He was the story of the night. And Vern, I'm disappointed with what they got for Aroldis Chapman. Because what they got, I consider to be another... Wait till next year, player. Okay. All right, Maureen, I appreciate it. Um, But I again, I, I do think that we're going to see Cole Reagans, the 25-year-old that the Royals acquired for as Chapman, I, I think we'll see him sooner rather than later. Probably after the All-Star break, but I think he hopefully, knock on wood, can remain healthy. I, he'll make, you know, what, a, a dozen starts? Hopefully. So it's not really a wait till next year. You're going to see him this year. From the 918, Vern, Royals get a C for the trade of Aroldas Chapman. Royals did Dayton Moore a huge favor trading Chapman to the Rangers. Look at Reagan's stats. They're worse than the pitchers the Royals have now. Okay, but. So you're just looking at numbers. Okay. I I can't argue with that. Okay, you bring up the numbers? Okay, fine. So you're telling me you'd rather have Jordan Lyles and and, and Zach Granke continue? I'm not saying they're out of the rotation, but wouldn't you much rather see a 25-year-old make the starts, a guy that you have for years of control? Wouldn't you rather see that? And there's just no way his numbers are worse than the Royals pitchers. The, the Royals have one of the five worst pitching staffs in baseball. Oh, you you bring in a 25-year-old, six foot four left-hander that can touch 97-98. Nah, man, come on. Anthony in Blue Springs. Can you tell me about Reagan and Cabrera, who we acquired for a Chapman? Yeah, Ronnie Cabrera, 17-year-old. I'm not giving you any numbers. You know, you can find them on your own. Every baseball player, just about every baseball player in the history of the game, you can find a number that makes him look good. You can find a number that makes them look bad. But when they're 17 years old, I don't really care. Let's just see him stay healthy. Let's see him progress. And let's maybe talk about him when he's 20. He's a lottery ticket. Oh, th- th- this trade today was about Cole Reagan's. Hope for the best with Rony Cabrera. But he's a wild card. He's a lottery ticket. You need Cole Reagans to work out. Cole Reagans is the centerpiece of this deal. Anthony, always appreciate you listening. And like I said, I, I think when he uh, continues to get built back up, when he returns to the rotation, I think hopefully, you know, the, the command returns to where it was a season ago. And even if that means the velocity takes a slight step backward, that's fine. From the 910, Katie on the East Coast writes in Vern, great return on a role to Chapman. I may be alone in this, but I think a great return to get a possible two year starter in Cole Reagan's. I love what they got. Yeah, yeah, I. Uh, I'm happy with it again, you signed a roll Chapman. you you basically signed Cole Reagan's in the off season, right? Nah. Look at the Royals took a risk on a roll Chapman as well. I honestly, I think the Royals organization deserves Salvador Perez deserves some credit as well, right? Salvi did a lot of the recruiting to bring a roll to Kansas City. Um, but but that was, you know, widely panned. You know, what are you doing? This guy was sent home by the Yankees. We all know about the uh, domestic violence. Uh, ultimately dropped those uh, accusations. Um, but, yeah, uh, n- not, not the best history for a role as Chadman. Yankees, we don't even want you. Just go home. Get out of here. We're done with you. Royals bring him in, and he flourishes, and he turns into a 25-year-old left-handed starting pitcher. Uh, I'd, I'd call that another win in the book for J.J. Piccolo. You say whatever you want. Roll your eyes all you want. I understand this team's 36 games below 500, but if you look at the moves that J.J.'s made over the past calendar year, it's it's hard to say he's... Hitting less than 500, I, I I think he's got a winning record so far in the trades that he's made. That's my opinion. Few more from the text line, the Jay Southland Tow Service text line. Vern, given the inevitable stadium vote in April of 2024, are the Royals more or less likely to acquire several noteworthy and established players to both supplement the young core and generate excitement among the fan base? Signed, Stefan yeah, yeah, I, I think they're gonna be active this off season. Uh, you know, whether that's trading a piece from this core to acquire a big name starting pitcher, whether that's spending big money to acquire a big name starting pitcher, spending big money to add some thump in the middle of this lineup with a veteran bat, yeah, yeah. and Stefan, you're you you know what's going on. Yeah. stadium vote in April. Make a big splash in December. Maybe make another one in January or February. Spring training, you get to see the new toys in a Royals uniform. The big free agent of the big trade acquisition. You see him in a Royals uniform. He's pitching well in surprise. Yeah, I'll vote yeah. Let's go. Yeah, Stefan, you're hip to it. You know what's going on. A uh, couple more. couple more. Uh, from the 6 0 Vern Another what would you expect sort of game? But I did see pieces that can be part of a winner. Royals had chances in the 6th and the 7th before it got away from us. Freddie Fermin is showing he needs some more run in some capacity. Vern, let's do the unexpected tomorrow, and I'll see you at Crafton Draft. All right, I'll be out there beginning at 5 o'clock. Yeah, Freddie Fermin tonight 1-4 for with a two-out RBI single in the 6th inning. I made it 5-3 Dodgers. That was as close as it would get late in this one. Dodgers go on to win nine to three. Yeah, Freddie for me swinging a hot bat right now. I I, I still don't think we're going to see an uptick in his playing time though. It is nice. It is nice to be able to DH Salvador Perez to get him off his feet going into the All Star break. But I, I still think we'll see Salvi five out of every six games behind the dish. Uh, one more. From the 913, Jim in Leewood, Vern, I love your takes. You're ninety-five percent of the time, you're accurate. But you just lost your damn mind. There is no stat which Otani remotely compares to Babe Ruth, either on the mound or at the dish. Whether you look at this point in his career for Ruth or overall, it's not even close, not to mention Ruth was hitting more home runs than other teams all by himself. Uh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Babe Ruth was also going to what, like six cities? Playing against only white dudes? You know, Shohei Otani's going to 27 different cities, going coast to coast? What was the furthest west Fat Boy ever had to go to? Uh, you know, how, Chicago, was that, was that as far west as Babe Ruth ever played? Shohei Otani's starting out in Los Angeles, playing in Baltimore. Uh, He's facing three, four different hitters or different pitchers a night. Babe Ruth's facing the starter, and then maybe one guy comes out of the bullpen. Shohei Otani's facing uh, cyborgs, throwing 95 mile per hour sliders and 99 mile per hour cutters. If you don't see a difference between baseball in 2023 and exactly 100 years ago, I don't know what to tell you. Dive a little bit deeper into the numbers. Sure, Shohei hasn't hit 60 in a season. Shohei hasn't thrown 300 innings in a season. But Babe didn't do it at the same time. He was one of the greatest pitchers, no doubt. And then he was one of the greatest hitters, no doubt. But he didn't do it. At the same time, the way Shohei has this year, last year, and the year before that. It's never been done. He's the greatest weapon in the history of this sport. And I really don't think there's a debate. Royals lose 9-3. to Quite a pitching matchup coming your way tomorrow. A pair of southpaws going at it. Daniel Lynch for the good guys. Have they announced that it's um, Julio Urias? No, they still haven't, but he's going to come off the IL. He's a former ERA title. Uh, he's he's won an ERA title in the past. He's a monster. Hey, but Bobby took him deep in spring a few years ago. Hopefully he does it again tomorrow. I'll talk to you at 5 o'clock live from Craft and Draft. Chris Unocero, thank you very much for your help. And thank you, Kansas City. Take care.
1: You've been listening to Vern's Post Game Show.
3: Diving is MJ Melendez. Did he make that
1: catch? He did! Check out the All Things Vern channel on 610sports.com and the Odyssey app to stay up to date with your boys in blue. And
4: a swing and a miss. He struck him out with a fastball. Seventh strikeout for Daniel Lynch.
1: On your home of the Royals, 610 Sports Radio. We now take you back to regularly scheduled programming.